Hello and welcome to the No Feeding Tubes Show. I'm your host Yvonne McLaren and this show is all about the vernacular of head and neck cancer treatment. And what do I mean by that? There's a whole new life and language to learn after head and neck cancer treatment and on this show I endeavour to crack open the subtleties of the side effects that treatment affords us as patients. It's the show for patients, carers and medical practitioners to hear from lived experience. And my particular passion is food and living your best food life after treatment. So if you want to be part of the community, make sure you subscribe to GAG, the newsletter. There's a link in the show notes below. In the meantime, grab your favourite beverage or your walking shoes and let's get started. Hello, welcome to another episode of the No Feeding Tube Show. I'm your host Yvonne McLaren and I'm very glad that you could join me today. I've actually been asked to talk about a day in the life of, meaning me. And I thought, well, I was going to sit and just talk to camera and I thought, well, I might as well podcast this while I'm doing it. Um, And the person that has asked me, I thought, well... There's a bit of work in actually creating this as a movie, but I'm going to podcast this as well as uh, write probably an article on it as well. Um, The sort of things that uh, this particular person asked was how I eat, uh, what my meals look like for morning, lunch, dinner, snacks... Uh, presumably when I travel, um, whether that's overseas, interstate or locally. Uh, How long? How do I fit everything in? Because um, I don't know about you, but having head and neck cancer treatment side effects, you seem to spend an unbelievable amount of time on uh, oral hygiene. Well, you should if you're not. Uh, preparing meals and making sure the meals are okay and you're getting all the nutrients that you want in. Um, So, yeah, look, I just thought I'd run through uh, a brief kind of average day for me, if you like, um, from the time I get up to the time I go to bed. And, look, I think underneath all this you've got to be aware that COVID and all these lockdowns happened at about the time my treatment finished so in some ways I was lucky that I didn't couldn't had to go anywhere Um, I simply used that time of when the world was locking down everybody to um, heal and and learn and research and work out so I think um, for me, COVID was a bit of a blessing in many ways. Uh, well, I viewed it as that because couldn't go anywhere, couldn't travel, didn't, couldn't work, couldn't literally do anything. So I used that time uh, to study and I did a couple of online courses. I did some things to ensure that I had kept my skill level up to date, etc., etc. <clears throat> so typical day for me. Uh, I'm not married. I don't have children. So that 
also gives me a slightly different slant on what I can and can't do. And I don't know about you, but after treatment, I also became quite selective about how I spent my time and where I spent my time. And my life before is very different to what my life is now. Um, And I think in many ways my life now is of greater quality than perhaps it was before, and I certainly don't take it for granted any longer. So, normal day for me. Uh, I've always been, uh, well, not always, in my uh, early 20s, earlier life, I was a restaurant, nightclub, uh, bar person. Uh, I worked in hospitality. I worked in silver service restaurants. I worked in high-end nightclubs and bars. I was the door person. I was, I've done everything from back of house to front of house to back of house to front of house again. Um, I've done all sorts of things. So I used to be a very late night person, uh, but equally I'd still get up early the next day. These days I am very much an early to bed person because I get up very early and by early I mean anywhere from 4.30 a.m. Yes, you heard that correctly, 4.30 a.m. to 6 a.m. is considered for me a bit of a lie-in. So in that early morning time, that's before the rest of the world's got up generally, um, I will get up and I will now meditate for 30 minutes. I light a candle, I go out, make a coffee, um, I do an espresso coffee, I'm currently drinking Mexican coffee at the minute, um, and I'll take that coffee back and I'll watch the sun come up through a window in my bedroom. I will meditate for 30 minutes. Uh, I use a Sam Harris um, app called Waking Up. Um, I feel as though I know Sam Harris. I don't, uh, but he's taught me how to meditate um, through using this app, and I have found that process really beneficial, not from a just from a mental health point of view, but also from the point of view of managing emotions and stress, anxiety. Uh, I'm a person that used to think that I could do a 100 million things all at the same time and I probably used to. How good I was at any one of them, I do not know. <laughs> but um, So that meditation is really important for me. And um, once I've done that, I generally get myself ready to either go for a hike, a walk or yoga uh, sometimes two of those three things and I'll do that for an hour to two hours depending on what the day is and what I have to get done that day. Now I come from an event management background so it's in my blood and my DNA uh, and, and hospitality too to a point um, having studied chefing and winemaking and Um, business and tourism and hospitality and marketing and all those things has meant that uh, I tend to be pretty organized in my day-to-day and I think um, you know and that famous catch phrase of you know uh, disorganization on your behalf does not constitute an emergency on mine thank you very much Uh, and that applies to a lot of things in my life so that's my mornings. I get back home, showered, and I do. I work from home, but I do get up and I dress, shower, mostly do my hair and makeup most days. 
um, just because it makes me feel good and I feel as though I'm part of life. Sometimes early in the morning, I will make, um, I'll put chicken necks on, chicken bones on in the pressure cooker. That can be cooking while I'm meditating. It can be cooking while I've gone out for a quick walk. I'm always cooking something. I'm always batch cooking and I'm always running things through my fridge, my freezer and doing part what we call past stock. So if I've made something a couple of months ago, that will be the first thing that will come out and defrost in my fridge or my freezer. And that's normally things like soups, stews, stocks, anything that I will make as a base, I will often do that in the morning if I'm running low. Uh, mostly, though, I will do a cook day, and that tends to be a Saturday or a Sunday, depending on when I've gone to the market to get fresh food product Uh, so that's my morning I've normally got a plan for the day in the sense of uh, I know that I have to get x y and z done I've got to organize an event here or an event there or I've got to write some marketing spiel for this or I've got to coordinate that or I've got to go and see four or five people or so I, I manage that into my life. Working from home works for me because I'm close to my kitchen. I think uh, my days of working in an office, never say never, but for me I just know it's much easier being here because I can literally go to my kitchen throughout the work day and access soup, uh, curry, stew, whatever I've made, it's here Um, And if I have a sneezing episode, which quite often happens depending on what's happening on the day, um, you know, I'm home, I'm close to my own kitchen, my own bathroom to to deal with that if and when it happens. And, you know, that's tiring. Being in control and being so conscious and aware of what you're eating and how you're eating it and how you can access it it becomes very time-consuming and it's very tiring and that's why I choose to work from home Um, and I'm lucky enough to work from home because of those reasons, Um, access to my kitchen. If I'm out or if I'm out uh, because of a work function or whatever, I'll make sure that all that food uh, is available to me in advance by either calling emailing them letting them know that this is what I can eat and and I just manage it um, on the day uh, if I happen to be away from my kitchen Uh, eating takes a long time and by that I mean if like for a normal meal for me so at the moment for breakfast I've gone from smoothies to uh, I find scrambled eggs very difficult even now and I love nothing more than a really runny hot poached egg on sourdough bread that I've rubbed garlic on with some avocado mash some salt and pepper and that runny egg I'll always cut the crusts off the sourdough toast because normally that will cut my uh, cheeks or my tongue I, I find it very difficult to chew it and swallow it so Um, I might pick at it afterwards, but I'll just eat the soft sourdough bread. Sourdough is much easier for me than most other breads. Um, You know, 
poached egg, but I don't cook like that every day. I don't have the time to cook like that every day. So at the moment, I'm having um, something new that I've discovered, and they they are grated apple and rolled oat pancakes that I um, make and keep in the fridge, and I heat them up in the microwave. Normally three of them, about the size of my palm. Uh, And in those pancakes is grated apple, lemon zest, eggs, yogurt, and I've finely blitzed rolled oats to make a kind of a flour. So I'll eat those. I'll put strawberry sauce on it, um, fresh banana, Banana's not easy for me to manipulate around my mouth, but I eat it because I like it. And I make my strawberry sauce, which is from fresh strawberries that I've blitzed and sometimes seeded, sometimes not. And yogurt. And I will sit here in front of my computer with a hot cup of tea and those three pancakes and eat them for breakfast. And they will normally take me 30 minutes to 45. Five minutes, depending on how I'm going on the day. Uh, I've got to make sure that no one calls me in that time, uh, that I do nothing else but I'm reading or I'm either reading or facilitating calendar, daily outlook things, working out appointments, but I'm certainly not talking to anybody else. uh, And I'm not talking. I'm purely focusing on eating that bowl of breakfast pancakes, if you like. Uh, if I'm having a smoothie, that's a bit easier, but I've, I've tended to move away from smoothies because I'm finding now there's too much food in a smoothie for me. I don't need all the calories and I don't need all the food. <clears throat> so that would be breakfast. Lunch is normally um, about mid-morning. And again, sometimes I don't have breakfast at all because uh, I have one big meal or two bigger meals during the day, depending on how much exercise I've done. I'm now at a point where I've put all the weight back on that I lost uh, and I lost about 25 kilos and I I was skinny. I looked awful. I didn't like it. I think I'm about where I need... um, Well, at the moment, I'm putting on weight because I'm still consuming more than I need. Um, So I'm having a bit of a play around with my diet at the moment. Uh, I always have coffee in the morning before I do anything else with cream in it. And by cream, I mean thick pouring cream uh there's nothing else in it it's just cream now my doctor would argue with me that that's causing my cholesterol to go through the roof um anyway jury's out on that um but i find that you know keeps me satiated long enough to get through to the next meal um anyway that's what i'm doing at the moment for me so I'm generally down to two meals a day, maybe even one. Uh, but the two meals, I, I would constitute that coffee with cream as a meal. Then I go into my lunch, which is normally a soup with some sort of transition food, be it a papadam or um, some toast maybe. I'm managing toast a lot better. Mind you, I'm four years out from treatment um, I can remember the day all I wanted as an Australian was Vegemite on toast and a hot cup of tea. That took me nearly three years to get to that, but I can drink that. I can drink tea now too as well, which is good. Um, and, you know, dinner is um, like for dinner tonight. Um, I made some little Spanish pastries because it's just been Easter here. 
and I have some leftover filling, uh, which is uh, tuna, Spanish olives and some stuffed pimentos. Uh, and I've mashed all that up to a kind of a fine... It's not paste, but it's fine enough for me to eat. I'm actually going to use that in some boiled potatoes, some boiled green beans, and kind of make a bit of a salad out of it. And I might even cut up some boiled eggs and cut that through it as a salad. And I'll have a mug of chicken stock as a chaser. And for those that have followed me, know that I have chicken stock on hand all the time, year-round, because I would just drink it as is, um, as chicken stock, hot chicken stock. I put a bit of salt in it. I make it myself. If you don't want to go to that trouble, make it with, um, you know, pre-packaged chicken stock's fine too. I make my own because I want to know exactly how much salt and fats in it and vegetables and what, what it is that I'm ingesting. And I use that to pretty much wash everything down. Uh, so that's dinner tonight for me, for example. Um, you know, my oral hygiene, and I was just saying to a girlfriend this morning on a walk, you know, the next big thing that I'm really quite oh, worried about, concerned about, I think are my teeth, and I think that's going to be the next thing that I'm going to have to be um, really attentive about. Uh, that whole side where they've radiated my jawline, I... I, because of the change of weather here in Australia, we're going from summer into winter at the moment. I know as soon as that weather changes that my tongue changes, the movement in my mouth changes, movement in the sense of my teeth move, um, my swallowing changes again. Um, and as the years tick by for me, I start to recognise that this is not something else new coming in. It's just the change in weather, Yvonne. It's just getting a bit colder, Yvonne. It's just, you know... Um, and I know that applies to others too because you've said to me that the same thing happens to you. And your diet has to change as a consequence because what you could manage in hot weather, I can't manage in cold weather. <laughs> The things we have to think about. Um, so, you know, that, that's a day for me. Uh, and at the end of the day, I get pretty tired by about five or six o'clock. Um, I'm an early to bed person, but I go to bed and I read. I do a lot of reading. I don't watch a lot of television anymore. Um, I'm very particular about the news that I ingest and take in. I'm very particular about what I listen to what I read and mostly what I do is go to bed early uh, and eventually I, I normally sleep about good six, seven hours a night and I get up the next morning and do it all again. Uh, I'm always training for a walk. At the moment I'm training for a big or two big walks I'm, I'm planning at the minute and by big walks I mean some in the vicinity of five to seven, eight hundred kilometres, <clears throat> not in Australia, overseas. Um, I do a bit of camping, I do a bit of backpacking. Um, 
Clamping. I'm not too. I'm not too youth hostel orientated, for sure. Um, I'm too old for that. Don't want to do that. Should have done that years ago if I was going to do it. But that's that's my day, and potted in amongst that, I will do some little pockets of cooking, and that can be anything from whipping up, like the last couple of days, red lentil dal. Uh, I've discovered that red lentils are much easier for me to swallow. Uh, as opposed to green, as opposed to split. I can't eat split peas. I, I can't eat pea and ham soup because it gives me terrible indigestion. It's the only thing that I eat that gives me terrible indigestion. And it's, I worked in it, it's green peas, split peas. Who knew? Um, so, yes, that's what I do. And I just make sure I get up early enough to fit all these things in. I always have in my head a plan. What am I going to eat this week am I going to eat fish this week am I going to eat chicken this week I don't eat a lot of meat anymore not that I ever really did but when I do it's little bits of meat um and that's a health choice as much as it is a swallow chew eating choice um but that's pretty much me every day um I again I'm on my own here so it doesn't require me looking after anyone else um, apart from a couple of pets that I have, two cats, Squid and Rocket, and they're like perpetual toddlers, really, so <laughs> that's all I've got to worry about. Anyway, that's probably enough for me today. Uh, that's a day in the life of. Um, I hope you enjoyed that. I'll write it up in some way, shape or form, and uh, if you've got any feedback, as always, please let me know, and I'll endeavour to talk about it if it's something that I feel as though I've got some knowledge to talk about it. Okay, thanks for joining me here today. That was a bit of a longer session today. That's just me talking off the cuff. Um, I'm glad you're here. Uh, and in the meantime, eat well, continue to eat well, look after yourself and look after someone else. Okay, I'll see you next episode. Bye.